Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. I hate name tags. I always have. Probably stems from some deep psychological issue or problem that one day I will work out while laying on a couch. But my guess is that it's simply that I don't like to be categorized. One of the realities of human beings is that we love to categorize things. We like to put things in a neat little box so that I can easily understand things. I'm not confused by something that's different. So when I walk into a room with a name tag that says George, and underneath it, it says financial advisor or whatever. I'm pretty sure the response it's going to usually elicit from folks. And, you know, to a degree, we've had to do this. We've had to make quick decisions about things. A stranger came to town. Is this person a danger? Is this person meaning us harm? Are they friendly? What are they here to do? You're walking down a dark street at nighttime. There's someone coming towards you. You need to make a decision about it. So we'd like to make these snap decisions about things. And I don't even know if if we like to. I think that we just do. So like to be able to categorize things so they're easy to understand for us. Same is true of me. I'm certainly guilty of this. There's, There's no two ways about that. So with that in mind, when we hear about an imbalance, we naturally will make that same kind of snap decision. That's not right. That is unjust. If, if the balance is out of whack, if it's 75% this way and 25% that way, not right, unjust, something is wrong here. And that might be the case. But it also might not be the case. Today, in today's culture, society, there are so many conversations that are going on right now about this kind of thing. We've been having the conversation about the pay gap for a really long time talking about the patriarchy, talking about social justice. We're talking about really, really, really big, important conversations, and we need to be having them. That being said, I don't believe that the answer is binary, and I don't think that you do either. I really don't think that you do either. I don't think that individuals actually think yes or no. It's just as a culture across these massive numbers of people across Twitter and social media and all that other nonsense, it almost has to sort of become binary. There's an in-group and an out-group, a good or a bad. But again, it's not yes or no. It's not good or bad. I think that these conversations about pay gap, gender gap, social justice, I think that they're way too important to make things that simple. And I also know that life and diversity and all of those things are not a game of perfect in that I just don't ever think that it's going to be a 50-50 breakdown. And if you think that's what diversity or equality is, then I, I, I just don't think that it's going to, I don't think that you're going to be satisfied ever. If you think it's always going to be or should be 50-50, I don't think that you're going to be satisfied. 
For example, I just I don't ever see 50% of the United States military being women. I do not think that we're ever going to see 50% of cage fighters be women. I just spent three days in the postpartum wing, postpartum wing of a hospital. That's where you hang out after the birth of a child. My wife gave birth to our second son, which is amazing. And 100% of the nurses were, were female. So in this example, I do not really think that we're ever going to see 50% of the nurses in a postpartum wing of a hospital be male. That does not make it unjust or wrong. But one day, perhaps it will be 50-50. Who knows? So why am I talking about this on the 400th episode of the Money Savage podcast? Take a quick sidebar. It's pretty freaking cool. We've done 400 episodes. Thanks for the support to all the all, all of you who are listening. I'm very, very grateful. Thanks, and particularly <clears throat> to all the awesome guests that we've had who have lent their time and their expertise and their opinions and their thoughts, all of those things. So, so how does this apply? A couple weeks ago, I was having a meeting with a guy and a gal. And on the screen that we were looking at, I was going through some kind of a PowerPoint presentation that I'm sure was absolutely brilliant and riveting. And uh, the topic was investing. And on the screen, I had listed um, some of the Money Savage podcasts that had been related directly to investing. A lot of it was technical analysis, stuff like that. And most of them that were listed were men. And the guy made this offhanded comment, oh, you don't have any women on your show at all. And he rolled his eyes while he was looking at the woman. And that really took me aback. And frankly, it pissed me off because I've had so many women on the show. And many of them have been my absolute favorite episodes and my favorite guests. But those two people made a snap judgment. Who knows? I have no idea what they were assuming or what they were thinking about the podcast, or if they even knew that the podcast existed before looking at that uh, sheet or of looking at that list of guests. But that was the snap judgment or decision that they made at that time was that there was an imbalance here. Ah, you don't have any women on your show. It's all men. I roll. George irritated. But what that did motivate me to do was do an audit of the show, of the 400 episodes that I've now done. And here's what it came back as. Out of the 400 episodes, there have been 246 men as guests and 128 women as guests. So in other words, 66% of the um, guests on the show have been men, 34% women. And honestly, I was a little bit bummed out because I really thought really thought I, I would have bet money at that time when the guy said oh you know it's all it's all guys on your show uh, I really would have bet money that it was closer to 50 50 but over the past couple of weeks as I've been reflecting on this and thinking about it the more that I have thought about it I realized that I never went into it attempting to get equality between sexes I never went into it wanting to get a breakdown of 50 50 in diversity of gender or anything else for that matter. All I've ever tried to do is is create a great show with smart people, again, 
uh, sharing great ideas that will hopefully have a positive impact on the people that are listening and help them to become the most successful version of themselves possible. That's all I've ever really tried to do. But I want to take a second to talk about my thoughts on it in general. I, I absolutely believe in it to my core and know the importance of diversity. But I believe in diversity of opinion, of thought, of perspective, of ideas, not as much in the diversity of race, sex, country of origin, religion, or things like that. I'm not discounting those things. I just hold the diversity of opinion, thought, perspective, and ideas above that. And I guess to a degree, I'm with Dr. King on this one that we should judge and respect people based on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin or their sex or religion or background for that matter. So how does this apply to the financial industry? Well, currently, just based on some quick research I did, three quarters of financial advisors are men. So 75% of financial advisors are men. Should that be 50% men and 50% women? Is the population 50% men, 50% women? I think it's probably pretty close. But is that what it should be? What about other characteristics? Like race and religion. If the population is, is um, I, I don't know, I'm going to throw round numbers out. If it's 33% white, 33% uh, Latino, 33% black, is that, how many fin- is that the breakdown of financial advisors that, that it should be? I don't know. What's the right mix? Is there a right mix? I spent, um, how many years did I spend? About six years in leadership with a couple of big financial companies. And the really the, the, the driving role um, or the driving activity in that role is recruiting new financial advisors. And during that time, and probably still is today, the companies wanted to what they called match to market. And a good part of that I spent in California. So simply what that means, even though it's pretty obvious, is that they wanted to hire financial advisors that would fit with the different demographics of people that lived in the geographic area. So living in Southern California, what an amazing, amazing place to live, but um, an an amazing challenge to be able to, uh, to be able to work with so many different kinds of people from so many different backgrounds and all that good stuff. And the ultimate idea being that people of a certain demographic would be more comfortable or more apt or willing to do financial planning with somebody who was very much like them. So that was the idea. And, and I guess I bought into it and I, I attempted and pursued uh, based on their numbers and their demographics to, to hire advisors in each one of those different Categories, for lack of a better term. That was essentially 10 years ago today. And today, I don't think that it's really that important. I just don't. I want to work with the best professionals that I can find. Don't care what they look like, where they're from, anything like that. I want to make sure that they are the best at what they do. For example... One of the most important decisions that my wife and I have made in a really long time, if not the most important decision we've ever made together, 
was choosing a pediatrician for our kids. And we interviewed a bunch. My wife is very, very meticulous, and she is a planner. So we talked to a lot of different people, and our pediatrician is from India. She's an amazingly brilliant woman who came highly recommended from a lot of different people, and after talking to a ton of different candidates, that's who we selected. So after interviewing lots of different human beings, we felt like she was the best fit for us, her sex background, any other variable was irrelevant. So as to whether or not your financial advisor should be a mirror image of yourself, I'll leave that up to you. For me, it's going to come down to the individual and to individual situations. Life is not a game of perfect and neither is this. You need to make that decision for yourself and I really encourage you to think it through. And if after doing that, you come to the conclusion that whatever category that you're looking at, if you think that the breakdown should be 50-50 between two different things, then I respect that. Because at least you've sat down and thought it through and considered the different options and thought about whether or not it should be a binary yes or a no and considered the different influences that are playing upon you and the biases that you potentially have and all of those things. I think that that's the work that every one of us needs to be doing. So getting back to the show, should I do something different moving forward? Should I be working to, to get to engineer more diversity, more equality in the show? Maybe, but I'm not going to. What I am going to do is to continue seeking out conversations with the smartest people that I can find, same as always. And if you don't like that, you can call my boss. Maybe they'll dock my pay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Not only to this episode, but to the past episodes that you may have listened to. Thank you so much for the support that you've given me in creating the 400 episodes that so far in Money Savage, I've done the best that I can. And I encourage you to do your part by doing your best. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.